Chuck Rowan Varda. Go ahead. I'm on scene at 108 South 17. We've got uh, light smoke showing from a single-story commercial building. Working fire, make it a regular alarm. Engine one upon arrival. Let's uh, let's see if we can get in. Let's see if there's an FDC in the back before we do anything here. I'll be establishing 17th Street uh, Command. It's not enough to fill me up. I need more than just words to say. I need everything this life can give me. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to Justifiably Proud Productions. I'm your humble host, Jim Farrell, and uh, it's finally the weekend. It's the end of spring break uh, 2022, and uh, a little bit of a challenging week this past week, but it turned out okay. Um, I want to remind everybody that we are on Twitter. You can follow us at JustifiablyPro9. And in particular for this this episode we're going to have today, I'm going to be sharing some images. It'll bring some context uh, to what I'm what I'm going to talk about today. But I hope everybody's enjoying enjoying their spring break, and um, we've had pleasant weather here in the Rio Grande Valley down here in South Texas, and um, just uh, enjoying time with with my daughter while she's been home from school and spent some my my wife spent some time with my son up in Houston with my folks as well. I wasn't able to make it because of a Oh, a setback for me traveling. Um, I wasn't able to make it back in time to make it up to the Houston Rodeo, Livestock Show and Rodeo, but uh, my wife and daughter were able to attend, and, and uh, I'm grateful for that, that they were able to spend some time with my folks and my son. So um, we're going to get started this week with What's the Word? Jamil, what's the word? What's the word, man? In the traditional spirit of Justifiably Proud Productions, I'm going to share with you some 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 information uh, that I find interesting. You may or may not find interesting, but I just thought I'd like to I'd like to share it with you. You may look at this as uh, a bundle of useless information. However, I think it's very uh, interesting, and being that there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, content on the web about it, I'd like to share it. So I would like to share with you a little bit about U.S. Route 83. U.S. Route 83, according to Wikipedia, is a major, a major north-south United States numbered highway that extends 1,885 miles in the central United States. There are only four other north-south routes long, that are longer, U.S. 1, U.S. 41, U.S. 59, and U.S. 87. While U.S. 83 follows a straighter north-south path than all of these. Nearly half of its mileage is in the state of Texas, which uh, I'm familiar with it because it begins near me in Brownsville, Texas. And just a little bit about it, the the U.S. Route 83 in Texas is, um, is dedicated as the Texas-Vietnam Veterans Memorial Highway. 
It's a U.S. highway in the U.S. state of Texas. It begins at U.S. 77 in Brownsville and follows the Rio Grande River to Laredo, then heads north through Abilene to the Oklahoma border north of Perryton. Once in Oklahoma, U.S. 83 traverses the Oklahoma panhandle along the western border of Beaver County. But in this brief 37-mile stretch, it encounters no fewer than three other federal highways. Approximately 10 miles from the Texas line, the U.S. 83 intersects U.S. 412 in the hamlet of Bryan's Corner. Once into Kansas, U.S. Route 83 in Kansas enters the Sunflower State in Seward County, approximately four miles miles south of Liberal, where it intersects U.S. 54 and U.S. 270 ends. North of Liberal, U.S. 83 begins a concurrency with U.S. 160, and the highways remain joined until reaching Sublet, the seat of Haskell County. Getting into Nebraska, U.S. 83 enters Nebraska south of McCook, where it meets U.S. 6 and U.S. 34. It continues northward to North Platte, where it intersects I-80 and U.S. 30. After leaving North Platte in a northeasterly direction, it turns north near Thedford and goes north through the Sand Hills to Valentine. For five miles before Valentine, it runs concurrently with U.S. 20. After passing through Valentine, it continues north to enter South Dakota. Once in South Dakota, U.S. 83 enters just south of Olsonville on a segment of highway which passes through the Rosebud Indian Reservation. After brief overlap with U.S. 18 in Mission, the route turns north and meets I-90 at Murdo. The two routes overlap as U.S. 83 goes east with I-90 until Vivian where U.S. 83 turns north at Fort Pierre. Getting into North Dakota from South Dakota... U.S. 83 enters North Dakota at the South Dakota state line near the town of Haig and runs northward for approximately 68 miles, serving the small cities of Strasburg and Linton before reaching I-94. It follows I-94 west of Bismarck, where it resumes a generally northward course as a four-lane highway. Um, If you make it on U.S. 83 through North Dakota, you'll finally end up at the Canadian border. Which is why I find it interesting because if you look on a map, you can you can see U.S. 83 going from border to border from South Texas all the way to Canada. And if you've traveled uh, anywhere um, central or west Texas, you may have crossed U.S. 83 on several several locations, uh, heading out west or maybe hanging out in the hill country. There's some beautiful towns that it passes through, such as Uvalde. Uh, I think it goes through Fredericksburg and some other some other fine fine towns. So that's just a little tidbit about U.S. Highway 83. Uh, It runs through my town. And I just wanted to share a little bit of information with you about U.S. Route 83. And that completes What's the Word? So like I mentioned before, um, you can follow us on Twitter at JustifiablyPro9. And share with us, along with our website, of course, justifiablyproudproductions at gmail.com if you have anything you want to share with us. But for this particular episode, I'm going to be posting a couple images that will add some context to our show tonight. And I wanted to take a moment to talk a little bit about uh, value and um, just, you know, have a little bit of fun with it. Um, Share with you how how my, my... 
my thoughts on value have changed over the years. Um, and I'm just going to begin with uh, a friend of mine sent me a couple pictures the other day for a North Texas auto dealership. And they listed, let's see here, beautiful 2022 F-250 Platinum, used, 6,625 miles. They're asking $116,888 for that pickup truck. And it's like, wow, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what insurance company would insure that, you know, for that kind of money. I, I don't know how all that operates or works, but who's going to insure a truck for 116 grand? He continued to send me a picture of a um, 2022 F350 Platinum, and these don't have lifts or anything like that on them. They're 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 nice, but they're they're not. They don't have a lift kit and all that kind of stuff. This one has 5,100 miles on it. They want 108 thousand dollars. And so I've been been thinking about what to what to uh, talk about this week, and I wanted to share with you a little bit about value and my thoughts on it, especially with the way way everything's going these days so I did some research and I went to uh, investopedia.com and apparently and please I, I don't mean to insult anybody but I'm learning this stuff as I go here there is economic value and then there's market value and uh, investopedia.com has a little article on what the difference is so when it comes to market value, market value is based on supply and demand and is the price or amount that someone's willing to pay in the market. A company's stock price might trade higher or lower on an exchange based on the perceived market value by investors. If a company performs poorly, the market value will likely decline, for example. I'm sure if anybody's been doing the any, any, any bit of uh, stocks trading, anything like that, you may have a good idea of how supply and demand works. Now when it comes to economic value, economic value is the measurement of the benefit, the benefit derived from a good or service to an individual or company. Economic value can also be the maximum price or amount of money that someone's willing to pay for a good or service. As a result, economic value can be higher than market value. So I'd like to take a moment and to share with you an example of how I, I happen to have something that may not have a big market value, but to me it has a lot of economic value. In 2003, um, Dodge had a vehicle that, um, that uh, had been in the running, had been produced since the uh, mid-90s. It was a sedan. And, um, I mean, I got to tell you, it's it's uh, it's American muscle is what it is. And um, Dodge had this car, and, and they produced it. And, um, you know, here in the last, last few years, I was able to attain, uh, get one. Um, it was actually handed down through family, and um, it was handed to my son, and and he didn't. Um, he ended up getting a different type of vehicle, but you know this this car is is um, it's made by the same people. Um, my understanding at the at the auto plants, they uh, you know they'll tool it for one product, and same people assemble that, 
then they tool it, they shut down production for that particular model, and then they build another model. But anyway, in 2003, this vehicle made by Dodge, um, fantastic, fine, fine American automobile, was uh, produced, and there was only only less than there was just less than a million made. You know, and the miles per gallon on this car was 24 in the city and 32 in the highway. Um, the engine um, was, of course, a Mopar. And, you know, the horsepower can be a little, the horsepower can be a little uh, um, underrated when it comes to this vehicle. Now, you know, I'm not talking about the Dodge Charger. I'm not talking about the Dodge Challenger, and I'm certainly not talking about the Dodge Viper. This particular vehicle, uh, according to IMCDB Internet Movie Cars Database, this car has been featured in countless movies and television shows. I'm looking at page one of what appears to be 14 pages. Um, I notice that this car has been featured in The Sopranos, it's been featured in the Bad News Bears 2005, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. My favorite feature of this car, it was featured on a Saturday Night Live episode one time with uh, Sarah Michelle Geller and uh, Will Ferrell. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the 2003 um, Dodge Stratus SE. I like to call mine the Hell Kitten. The Challenger and the Charger have the Hellcat. I've got the Hell Kitten. Now, Dolly's here tonight enjoying the episode. She's sitting there nice and comfortable on her chair, but I can tell you that that between the Silverado that I have and the the Hell Kitten, you know, by far she, she appreciates the Blue Bomber. Uh, my mom handed that down to my son, and uh, she got it back in the day. She got it at a, a local CarMax. And she had it painted royal, royal, uh, like a royal metallic blue, and it's it's really it's a fantastic color. But um, Dolly, can you tell me, um, Dolly? Do you do you like the blue bomber? That's what I thought. Yeah, she's she rides around in that thing like she's presidential. Anyway, so when it comes to value of this car, you know, um, it's a classic beauty. Like I said, there was less than a million made in 2003, and I think it's a little underrated. Um, the thing I love about this car, make no mistake about it, is that it's paid for. And I'm not a slave to it. It gets me to and from work. It gets good fuel economy. Um, the guys at my shop, they um, they put some nice stickers on it, you know, that say Hell Kitten. I got to tell you, I get more looks in this car than any other vehicle I've ever had. I certainly get more looks than my son gets in his Mustang GT. Um, I mean, this thing's got 142 to 200 horsepower of American muscle in it. And uh, I love that car. Um, the guys also gave me a little hula, a little Hello Kitty hula that uh, sits on the dash. 
when it comes to value, you know, I think I pay like $33 a month for insurance on this thing. Like I said, it gets me to and from work. And although I would love to have some kind of exotic car, it's taken me a long time to to appreciate the finer things in life, you know. Um, my dream car would probably be like a Corvette or something to that effect. But I guess as you get older, um, you you may... If you're like me, you may learn uh, to appreciate other types of uh, other types of material goods, you know. And uh, I think that uh, I wish I, you know, my folks would teach me when I was a kid that you know to appreciate the finer things and the the more practical stuff. And uh, man, you just you know when you're a kid, you sometimes just don't listen. You know, you got to learn the hard way. And uh, this is one example of um, learning the hard way. I mean, I wouldn't sell this thing to anybody. This thing has, uh, when it comes to that economic value versus market value, I I love that car, man. And uh, the economic value of it outweighs the market value tremendously. But even then, I mean... I um I'm grateful for having had that car to given to us and uh, given to my son. I'm a little disappointed that my son didn't appreciate the value in it, but there's still hope. You know, we've talked about uh he's living up north and working and considering going to school and stuff and how uh he may he may need a more economical car. So maybe here in the future I'll be driving driving his Mustang for a little bit. But you know this car took um this car carried uh, my mom safely for many years. Um this Dodge Stratus uh took my son to his first job, first oil rig job out in West Texas, made it all the way there. Um it's been a it's been a great vehicle. And I think the biggest thing that I appreciate the most about it is, like I said, that it's paid for. And I'm not a slave to it, you know. I remember growing up thinking, oh, well, you're always going to have a car payment, you know. And that's just that's just ridiculous. And then I started hearing these speakers talking on, you know, at different, different conferences and stuff and talked about leadership conferences. They're talking about you want to be wealthy, you, pay, you keep your car for 10 years after you pay for it, you know. Wow, what a concept. Um, so, um, as I leave you this week, um, I hope you all have a great week. I hope you all think about the economic value versus market value when it comes to your personal stuff, whether it be your home or your whatever, your, your vehicle. And I, I hope you enjoy this, uh, this fun little episode, uh, talking about, um, economic value versus market value. I think at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, when it comes to life, leadership, and legacy, you know, this is something that I mean, I'm trying to instill in my kids. You know, when my son, I tell you, when my mom gave my son that car for Christmas. I mean, he couldn't, he drove it all weekend. He was ready to go, you know, and then he gets to school and find out all his friends got Jeeps and pickup trucks and all that. And he didn't want to drive the, the bomber, you know, 
and uh, I just think he, he missed the mark, you know, and um, maybe one day he'll uh, he'll learn to appreciate that kind of stuff. I think he's realizing now, now that he's out in the real world, that um, it may have been helpful to have a vehicle that's paid for for a while, at least to get your get off your feet and stuff. But man, one hundred sixteen grand for a Ford pickup? Are you kidding me? The bicycle's looking pretty darn good these days. Anyway, folks, um, we're coming up on the end of March. We got April Fools coming up. Look forward to hearing from you from uh our listeners if you have anything to share any joy any anything going on positive in your life reach out to us at justifiably proud productions and uh we look forward to our next episode hope you've enjoyed this one a little bit of goofiness but uh you know i hope you appreciate and understand uh understand uh, a little bit better about uh, supply and demand Take care, have a great week, and we'll probably see you next time. Tell me, is it love? Wow!